We have only 35 chambers. There is no 36. I know that. But I want to create a new chamber. And what would that be? I think Shaolin techniques should be available to all. So then, that's my idea for a new chamber. To teach the martial arts to the people. Anybody. All right, welcome back to another episode of My Three Cents. Let's go. So, uh, so a few episodes ago, or whenever it was, man, I did some, I did something on the new homeless generation, right? You can look up the episode, and I talked about the effects of this market, the housing market, the bubble that was being created, just like in 08. Um, the same thing is happening with the with the uh, vehicle or the car market so we're having all these bubbles being created and right now these bubbles are popping so what i want to do is kind of zoom in on some of this and let you know what i'm talking about because a lot of y'all know a lot of y'all have heard these episodes you know when i mentioned before the new homeless generation is happening because they're trying to basically evict a whole generation right and it's kind of like a dog eat dog or a survival of the fittest um, situation because uh, people are being priced out at a rate that is outrageous. People are being priced out of their homes where they live for years. The rent is going up exponentially and it's doing things where um, this has never been done before at this rate. So people are indeed going homeless, right? People are indeed going homeless. So this is not a game. I mean, you got you got elderly people that work their whole life living in vans um it's getting pretty bad out there so what i want to touch on now is i want to define some things in the market like when they're talking about the gross gdp or um inflation i want to talk about what that stuff means i want to demystify it for some of you that you might not pay as much attention and uh you might be somebody that's just feeling the effects of all this stuff but can't really understand why it's happening who can control it who can stop it why is gas up and down i'm going to talk about a lot of that because like I've said many times before, this stuff is just about the stock market, right? If you don't invest in the market, you don't know what's happening. If you invest in the stock market, you see things coming before they happen. You're well aware of what's going on when you're an investor. That's one thing about being an investor is that you're privy to information before everybody else. So it's funny, like in this world where people are always watching the news, somebody like me who doesn't watch the news always knows what's happening without the extra distraction and opinion laid on top of it. I don't really do social media. I don't watch the news like that. So my information comes from real life experience. I'm trading on the markets every day. So using the markets, I can tell what is really happening in the world. I don't need the news, right? I don't need to watch certain news channels to know what's going on. I can see because I'm following the money. You got to follow the money. Where is the money moving? So that is always going to be um, the path to the truth or let's say the heart of the story, right? Where did the money go? Okay. So what, what I want to talk about first is uh, they're proposing these, these new things, right? About inflation. And so now that we've found ourselves, and I'm not going to detail how we got into inflation. Everybody knows, you know, what happened. 
Um, if you don't understand what inflation is, it's when certain circumstances of the country will say, right, or the corporation, uh, when their money gets low, they got to charge you more money. Okay, so we'll just in a nutshell say that's what inflation is. Somebody's going to disagree, but don't worry, because as we keep going forward with this, I'm going to clearly show you. Um, you don't have to be too deep into this stuff to fully understand it. Okay, it's really common sense. And a lot of times it's the actual terminology and people being so caught up in the definitions that they're actually deaf, right? They're actually, they don't understand the deaf Phoenicians, right? They don't understand the symbolism trying to communicate what we should already know. And a lot of times that's what causes the confusion. People trying to explain what you should actually feel. So, I mean, it's always going to be a disconnect with that. So um, what they're talking about now is basically when you're giving a break to a single parent, they're saying that, you know, how you'll get tax breaks and whatnot. Cause you still have kids, right? You still take care of a child or children, but you're not married. So what they're saying, what they're proposing is giving those people, right? People like us <laughs> less money back for our taxes, because they're saying that when you um, when you give breaks and stuff to the single parents, that it is actually regressive towards supporting families. So watch out for that back door they're trying to take on people that are not in a marriage, because we have to understand this is all about business, right? This is all about contract. So who is more valuable to the corporation? Would it be a single person trying to take care of children? Or would it be a working person um, that is married to another working person trying to take care of children? The married couple, right? Because we know coupling, once you're coupled, you become one thing. It's this, mute, this mutated form of a thing, right? So once you become that thing, you also increased in value. So you're more valuable as that mutation than just being the entity of yourself, right? Your own single corporation, not going to get into the straw man in this episode, but I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you know what a straw man is. And if not, um, send me an email, send me some emails. And if I start seeing a lot of y'all saying y'all don't really know what that is, I'll do a whole episode on what the fictitious uh, version of you is um, as it is existing called the straw man. Right. So what they want to do is turn actual family. We're all families. Right. But they want to turn households with married couples in them against households with children um that are not married so they want to kind of turn them against each other financially and they want to say well you guys are messing up the money or you know y'all shouldn't have it we should have it so be aware that they're doing another duality play right where they're going to create another nemesis um for you so what they're saying to fight inflation is um, and this is another side of it uh, that goes along with what he said is that they want to take the benefits from the single parents, right? Because that would be the solution to not promote single parenthood. They want to remove the benefits from single parents. Now, we all know that in this country, single parents are the poorest households, like the single parent households are going to be deemed the poorest households normally, not always, but compared to the married households where you got multiple people working, right? So they're saying that, you know, they already want to take from, you know, somebody that's doing it themselves and already deemed as having less. 
They want to take from you. We should not be surprised. This is how child support works. This is how everything works, right? If you're the father or the mother, it doesn't matter what child support. If you're the custodial or non-custodial, that's what matters, okay? So if you're the custodial parent, then the other parent has an obligation to send you money. If you're the non-custodial, then they don't care how you get it, but you better pay, right? Because you're going to jail if you don't. You're going to lose everything you got. You're going to take your license. Everything that kind of cripples you from making money is what they're going to do to you while demanding more money. So it's best to not get caught up in these situations in the first place by, you know, taking your uh, private business to court, making it public. Like we got to we got to figure out how to handle our stuff at home because this is messing it up for the kids, the future, the money, the generational wealth. It's all squandered. Right. Because we're paying it into these systems. Just think about that. How much money would we save if we just handled our business and was actually responsible? But it's going to take generations of re-education, um, I feel like, for that to happen. So um, the single parents, which were deemed the poorest families, um, they're saying that by taking money from them, they're going to offset the cost because they offset the cost for the country by not adding their part into the deficit. Okay, <laughs> so... This is a federal policy that they're trying to change to where they kind of treat the single people different than the married people, okay? This is another duality they're going to create, and people are going to fall for it. People will take the social media. They'll be the first one saying something about something, showing their rings. You guys know how it is, right? So um, I call this the game changer because I feel like the pawns are being moved, right? We're all the pawns in their eyes and right now the pawns on the board are being moved even the board is being moved right that's how crazy this is so um so you got the rent going up you got people becoming evicted like instantly uh who can't pay so the amgi is the area medium gross income right so a lot of times you hear people talking about the amgi that is the area medium gross income and what I try to explain to people a lot of times is these neighborhoods and zip codes are all averages. This is all mathematics. So when you live in certain area codes and zip codes, which zooms it in even more um, to your you know, specific neighborhood area, this works as a way to average things out, like the cost to live in this area or the cost of the things in the store in that area or you know, whatever the case may be. These are different factors used to calculate these different things. And it's, it's kind of not fair because it's always based on an average. So you might notice that uh, when the summertime comes, your power bill is higher, right? And you say, well, I didn't use, you know, much different than I normally do. But what you're not fully realizing is that it's based on an average of use in your area. So you're going to pay more because the average person is going to do something different. When things are based on the averages, they're kind of based on the most ignorant aspect of the situation, right? Because the average is always going to be majority. The majority is always going to be the herd mentality. It's not going to be including the few ones that think different, right? So the majority mindset in itself, that average way of thinking is already kind of preyed upon um, with these different systems and, and these governments. They're, they prey upon your mind state. They know that you're not, you don't have an aggressive mind state um, when it comes to you running and living and managing your life. They know you're not aggressive in that area. So they know you're waiting to be told what's okay to do, 
what's not okay to do. Those of you that hear that right now and get kind of pissed off, that's because you're not a part of the herd mind mentality, right? The herd hears that and say, yeah, we need to know what we can do so we don't get in trouble, right? So that kind of shows you not to deal with those mentalities when you're trying to progress yourself in this game. Just don't because um, you won't be able to win them over. Uh, you won't be able to show them something new. Don't worry about it. The best thing you can do is let your light shine. You know, you do the new things. You you follow the tools and use the tools and stuff that you're figuring out to change your life. Once that starts happening, believe you me, they're going to come back and see what you got going on. And then y'all can have a more genuine conversation, right? Versus you trying to come at somebody with knowledge because of something that you figured out. Now, we've all done it, right? So it's just recognizing that that's not really the thing to do. And um, it's just a better way to approach it by letting your own light shine and letting your own knowledge show itself by actually working. OK, so the AMGI is the area medium gross income. When that goes up, the rent goes up. OK, how do they get the how do they get the AMGI to go up? Well, it's something called gentrification. So a lot of you guys <clears throat> that always hear about gentrification, talk about gentrification. Man, here's my take on it. Here's my three cents. Right now in my actual neighborhood, around the corner, they have built a multi-level building um, with all connected uh, apartments, right? Now this is for, I guess, elderly people or, you know, I don't know who it's for, but here's my thing. It stands out as a gentrification building. If you don't know what a gentrification building is, it is a building that pops up that is normally a multi-level um, some type of box or these weird uh, geometrical shapes that stand out in the neighborhood they're in because they're normally amongst a bunch of single family homes, right? All of a sudden they're building these multi-level buildings in your area. Then you're getting a new store here, a new store there. This is how it starts. This is called gentrification. I'm not for or against gentrification. It is disruptive in its nature, but I do also understand business, land ownership. I, I get these things. I don't agree with them, but I get it, right? If land was owned and I left it here to be, you know, lived on by these people and, you know, eons have gone by and it's only become uh, a less valued area. I'm making no money. I'm actually losing money on it. You know, at some point, I mean, just from a business perspective, because, you know, I'm a business person, I have to think like this. You know, at some point, I got to come in and reclaim my land. I got to come in and say, man, look, I need to build something over here or do something that's going to raise the value of this area so that I can raise the rent of my tenants so that more money can pour in. Now, this is the nature of their business. They're not doing anything wrong by taking that approach. So we got to understand that it's not personal. That's why I feel like it's, you know, very important to educate yourself on how all these different things work. So you are not, one, taking it personal and two, hit by surprise, don't understand it and don't know what to do. OK, so gentrification happens when an area has no growth. And when it actually starts to go down in value, you know, this is a way for them to kind of regain value. But the downside to this is that a lot of good people that live in those single family homes end up getting priced out because they can't afford the increase of the area. OK, 
So this was again the AMGI. Look that up. So this is one of the things related to you know the rent going up, and they do it kind of like countrywide, and it starts to kind of feel worldwide if these different countries still follow what we follow and value the the dollar currency, right? So there's a whole other knowledge based on that. But remember, a lot of moves are made based upon who your God is, right? Who you follow, who you're loyal to, who you have allegiance to. So don't let that go by you when we're talking about, you know, um, these different taxes and, and these different regulations that they're trying to change about people. You know, this stuff is all related. There's nothing that escapes this that's within the knowledge. Okay. So, um, with the rent going up, you got the interest rates, uh, going up, right. This is going to increase. That means that inflation will increase, right? What is inflation inflate to pump up, right? Why do they inflate the prices? Because once again, when they can't pay back the people they owe, who is they, right? They is the United States of America, the corporation. There's three versions of this country, of this country. And I almost said company because it's the same thing. It's synonymous, right? So you have USA, United States of America, US, you got all kind of different factions that actually hold different power and represent different abilities. That's very important. So you have to study this stuff. So um, as the interest rates go up, so we hear that and we're already getting nervous because we say, well, if they raise the interest rates, that means inflation. Okay, but why? Okay, so when the interest rates go up, that means that people that are owners. Now, this is tough because these people have worked their life to get in a position of ownership. The same thing they're telling you to do. But here's the thing. Once you're in the position of ownership, you're also, you know, right at the beck and call of this thing called inflation and this thing called interest rates. So if interest rates go up, that directly affects those that own things. It doesn't directly affect. I mean, there is a trickle down effect, but it doesn't directly affect um, the little guy yet. So first, it affects the people that own all the brick and mortars, that own all the buildings, the houses, the rentals. That's the only people they got to squeeze because those buildings and those boxes are what is housing all the products and housing all the 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 brick and mortar uh the merchandise right this is where our transactions happen so if they can affect that it will trickle down to affect all of us so by squeezing out the owners with the interest rates this causes them to have to raise rents raise prices on things right this this is what goes into causing inflation right so then if you're an investor and you deal in the stock market what does this do guys is it gonna go bullish or is it gonna go bearish right it's gonna go bearish it's gonna become a bearish market like it is right now so all my investors out there y'all know what i'm saying this is a bearish market but why is that still good news because in a bearish market this is the best time to shop and purchase some of these high-end companies that are now on sale so if you're educated there's always a way to bounce through any of the stuff that's going on that is one of the largest things to take away from these last few years is going to be how to recognize opportunity when you're living in these kind of conditions right that is super important especially when your major your main resource is what the internet your main resource is the internet so that has to be where you go first to say okay let me get on this internet and see where i can extract something that's going to help me you got to know how to use this 
this information pipeline. You got to know how to use this hub. So, you know, with the rent going up, it's kicking people out. But what that's also going to end up doing is going to create a lot of empty houses. I talked about this before and it's kind of happening right now. So now you got a lot of people evicted. You know, these owners thought they were being smart and they say, hey, we don't care if our loyal renters leave because guess what? Um, it's a it's a seller's market. It's a bearish bull. It's a bearish stock market. Uh, people need somewhere to live and they're damn near willing to pay any price. So when you have a lot of people being displaced, then the ones that can raise the most money up first, right? The ones that have the most ability first end up getting placed again, right? They end up getting um, houses, rentals, whatever they need first. Those are the ones that's going to fill those spots first. Let's not be ignorant. So the ones that got displaced without a backup plan, don't have any savings, don't have any 401k, any IRA, nothing. Those are the ones that are in the streets becoming the new homeless generation, people's parents and grandparents. Think about what this is going to do for your bloodline generationally down the line. The setback that they're trying to give right now. So that's why it's important to educate yourself on some type of investment and educate yourself, period. Like I said, with the inflation, okay, the stock market becomes bearish, right? It responds bearishly in this scenario, okay? So normally you can look at something like technology in this situation. So if you're an investor, you know what I mean. When the market gets bearish, what is the one sector that kind of holds on? Most of the times you can find it in energy or you can find it in technology because there's always something coming around the corner, right? Somebody's always got something new planned coming around the corner. So even now, it's not even looking good. I mean, even for technology, you got stocks that are dropping like crazy. And remember, anything I say about stocks or investing, none of this is financial advice. This is educational purposes only, not entertainment. I just say educational. Don't do what I'm saying. I'm just telling you things that I think and what I do. <clears throat> but... It's a lot of stocks on sale right now, man. Like, um, just for an example, top of my mind is Snapchat. You know, Snapchat dropped from like $30, $40 all the way down to, you know, $9, $10. So, hey, I'm not giving you advice, but what I do, I spot when these kind of things happen. I get to moving things around and uh, planning for a rainy day because I know how this works. What goes up must come down and what goes down must come up because these are all just cycles. So it's very important to uh, understand these cycles. Get with some guys, make a circle, get a group, talk about some stuff like this, study up on stocks, do your own research, come back, meet again, tell each other what you figured out or didn't figure out or new questions you might have. You know, get with a person like me that, that does this all the time or whoever you can find. And uh, this is how you just start gaining your knowledge on, you know, investing the markets and it'll lead to understanding how the structure of money in the world works the idea of money because remember you know the reason we're having all these problems with inflation and uh, interest rates and whatnot is because money in itself is the problem right because there's no money there's no money guys look this up this isn't conspiracy theory. There's no money. The money hasn't been backed since 33. So when the money's not backed by gold, what is the money backed by? What is this fiat currency backed by? It's backed by an idea. It's backed by an idea. What idea? I think it's backed by the idea that America is the greatest place for freedom and opportunity. And I think that that is the value that backs the dollar trust me 
I look at the markets all the time. Now, I don't trade fee, uh, currency, but I always got to know what the currency is doing, right? Because a lot of the things I trade aren't just from this country. So it's very important to know how the money is changing in value. Once you start looking at stuff like this, you might wake up one morning and see that the dollar is actually down to maybe, let's say, 94 cents. And then you'll start to understand why inflation comes, because now you're using um, a tool, right? We'll call these dollars tools. You're, use, you're going out with a tool that's not worth what it says on its face as a promise to be worth at least that, right? Because remember, these are promissory notes, right? These are promises of value that we will probably never see in our lifetime, but we will continue to exchange these promises with each other because for some reason, uh, we feel like that's the money. And it's one of the toughest things to understand why people can't see that. Cause if you, if you stop and just read the money, it even says on there that this is a note, you know, this is a promissory note. This is for, you know, debt, public and private, but it only stands as a promise is what you got to understand. It has no value. You know, back in the day, it was backed by gold. It was backed by silver. That's why, you know, you could take it to the bank and exchange your money. That's why in England, they still call it a pound, right? The paper currency, the fiat is still called pound, right? A weight measurement. So the relationship was when you would take that certificate in there or that note, that tender debt note certificate, they could exchange it for equal weight of what it said it was worth in silver. Right. So I'm just showing you an example of <clears throat> why this stuff happens to us and you end up feeling victimized and don't even know what it is. And you keep hearing these buzzwords on the news and inflation and this and that. And you have no idea what it really means. And it bothers the hell out of you because you can't figure it out. And nine times out of 10, nobody around you really has the knowledge. So. This is happening with the house with the housing market. And my prediction is this next year, early to mid next year, man, they're going to be giving houses away. They're going to be giving apartments away. And I'm telling you right now, in my opinion, this is going to hit right around tax time because that's when they'll be able to take an influx of cash from you. OK, so you got to understand this is how it goes. They're going to clear some things up this year right before the holidays because they need you in a good mood to spend that money. Now, again, this is not financial advice, but when you see um, back to school shopping, right, you see holidays and stuff coming up. It don't take a genius to know to invest in places like Walmart, Amazon, uh, Target. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys, this is not financial advice, right? But it don't take a genius. You don't believe me? Go look up AMZN. That's the Amazon symbol and look at it for the last two weeks when it was down to about 112, 113 when I was creating options on it to $115. And you'll see today, you know, <laughs> wherever it's at, it's up there. But the point is this, when you have real life things going on, right? You're complaining. I got to do this. I got to go to the store. I got to, I got to get the kids some shoes and some clothes. Guess what, parent? Understand that where you're spending your money, you could be investing in that same stuff and making money from where you're spending your money. So now all you're doing is spending your profit at the same place that makes you money because you're an investor slash owner. They're not going to teach you this in school. It's just simple. It's too simple to teach in school. 
my daughter is uh she wants to what was it she wanted to invest in i can't think of i'll think of it it was it was something that she was looking at that we don't necessarily use or shop at i forget what it was and she said yeah that you need to get that you know because we were talking about bitcoin her first investment was mcdonald's back in the day um because we don't eat at mcdonald's but we know the parking lot is always full so it don't take a genius to know where the money's going so you know stuff like that you got to figure out um so the same thing is going to happen that happened before there's going to be a pop um it's happening kind of already i feel like but they won't admit it because if you admit it too soon it's going to throw off holiday spending it's going to throw off fourth quarter results this year um that are important next year when earnings come out so you gotta if I really advise you to look into investing so you can understand how the money works and moves around because that will take away your fears of the news. You'll say, oh, I know what they really mean. Oh, I know what they're talking about. And it'll be a whole different energy than this panic energy that everybody's getting now um, just from watching the news and trying to keep up, right? So the same thing I predict is going to happen with the car markets. They're going to be so backed up on vehicles that they are going to be giving cars away because what happened was a lot of the loans that they give for these houses and these cars are what people call predatory. These are predatory loans. Look that up. So that means that they know you're not in the greatest situation, but they give you the money anyway because we know that low income people are preyed upon because you are low income. Man, this is. Look, if you don't get nothing else from this episode, get this. Where you live, okay, where your zip code is, to them, this is the level of your financial literacy, period, okay? Please catch that. Where you live and your zip code, to them, is the average level of your financial literacy. If you are a low-income area person right say say you a young up-and-coming person you and your family lives in a low-income area you have learned more than your parents you're really smart you know um you're making moves but here's the problem when you leave out to try to go to banks and do different things and get loans they're still going to judge you on those area codes and zip codes they're not going to tell you that but that's what it is and they say well if these people had real business sense if they were as smart as they're putting on to come in here with the with the business plan and whatnot, you know, um, they wouldn't be in that situation. So this is how they think. And it's hard for them to understand that if you're so smart and well put together, why is that your situation? And because they can't connect with that, a lot of times we get turned away because of that, right? Because of the human disconnect of situation and circumstance. Your circumstance determines what you go after in life. So a lot of times people from lower income areas, even if that's just where you live in to save money, you're going to be judged. And it's important that you know that so that you can put that into the plan and the algorithm of what you trying to do, because you're not going to understand why you're getting shortstop because they're prejudging you. It's like that. It's really like that. That's why uh, a more crime-filled area will be lower income and also be a cheaper place to move into. Still has four walls and a roof, but the circumstances start to mess with the money. So people that are raised in low circumstantial areas 
See, this messes with your money because you are attached to that to that calculation. Okay, you're the moving piece in that calculation. It's tough because that makes it tough for low income people to not be low income. How does a low income person become high income? Other than happenstance by some kind of lottery or something, it's like if they're trying to work their way there, it's going to be extra hard. And this is what they mean when they say for blacks it's extra hard to succeed. You know, they got to break this down though. Why is it hard? Well, part of it is because of perception. A part of it has become is because of perception. And it's like that in our own communities. You know, one of us can come up to one of us with a great idea and we'll still look sideways at them. But if, you know, the Eurocentric idea shows up, it's like, oh, he got to be right. So be aware that it's in our community as well as proof that unfortunately we operate that way as well. So how mad can you be that they, quote unquote, they, still operate that way you know there's a lot of mirrors that got to be held up before we all move forward it's tough it's tough but what i like to do is just break down the games being played i try to even the playing field with your mind at least you see what i'm saying that's all i'm trying to give you and i know a lot of y'all getting it because i hear from you all the time i appreciate the love i appreciate the support Reaching out to me when I don't put out episodes, y'all like, well, where you at? Where, where it's at? But, you know, for those of you that know me, I don't sleep. You know I don't. I only lay down and dream travel. I don't I don't get to have the some of the luxuries of an average person of just blanking out or waking up feeling nothing or any of that. It's, I don't have that. So I'm always on. That's just my... I got to deal with that, right? So, so I got to be doing stuff for value, right? I got to feel valuable. So, yeah, these, these are the things I feel like is coming up, man. So, um, with these, what they call predatory loans, uh, like I said, it's just giving loans to people that they know probably can't pay it back, but it does move the books. It does raise the stocks at the time. It does show reflection of business being done. It does show cars being sold. It does show houses being sold. They report these numbers, report these numbers, report these numbers. These numbers continue to move the market because these numbers are the catalysts. So, this whole thing is a... It's a hell of a thing they built um, to be able to manipulate. They've built it to be able to manipulate it. Okay, so that's just how it is. You need to figure out how you can work it instead of trying to prove who is or not manipulating the market or whatever the case may be. I mean, if you don't know that in this world, anything involving this much money, it's manipulated. Don't be stupid. Okay. So those are the two markets I feel like are on the turnaround right this minute, housing and cars. So if that's something you're looking for, wait till next year, man. Try to ride, try to, uh, ride it out, wait it out. Find somebody to stay with if you got to. Um, just for now, humble down and realize that this is another cycle that's about to swing. And if you play your cards right while you humble down, if you put your money and your chips in the right place and play your cards right, You'll be great on the other side of this. You know, when things take a big dip, that's normally when they take the biggest run up as well. Okay? 
for those of y'all that trade, let's just say, you know, when it bounced off VWAP, right? <laughs> so a lot of y'all ain't going to get that, but a lot of y'all do get that. VWAP is the, is the volume weighted average. So, you know, that's just a key place in daily movement for stocks. All right. So let's talk about the, the other part of shifting your mindset, shifting your mentality from the victim mentality onto, let's say, becoming an investor or becoming somebody at least in control of your finances because you have gained enough knowledge to be in control at this point, right? So what I would say first is to find your gnosis. I think I've said this before, you know, um, find where you know things, you know what I'm saying? Get away from where you're still guessing. And I know it's tough because a lot of this seems like a lot, but what you got to do is take a small bite properly chew that thing and digest it try to taste every bit of the flavor while you're chewing that small bite taste everything they put into that thing okay this is what i'm telling you this is how you educate yourself you take a small piece and break it all the way down and then get back to the plate right second bite second scoop so find your gnosis get to a place where you know things if you know a little bit of something start there you know a little bit of something about stocks a little bit of something about finance start in that and then go deeper in what you think you already know that's a great way to do it because normally um it's based on something you already have an interest in right so start with something you already know where you already have an interest and just go deeper and see where you end up all right so this is a part of learning how to learn um, there's a saying I wrote down that I made up, uh, let's see, a couple weeks ago. It says, uh, the best investors are not investing because they don't know how to. Now that's in the, that's a my three cents original. The best investors are not investing because they don't know how to. And I want you to think about that. You know what I'm saying? You know, you guys that have the most ability to think like a powerful investor, um, don't understand the market. So you don't think you're an investor when I can easily look at you and how you run your everyday life and how you solve your issues and your background, your tough background or wherever you came from. That gives you an ability that's a plus. That gives you power in these markets because you think different. And remember, the things that everybody's investing in are the moves that the herd is making. Whatever the herd is doing, if I put my money in that direction, I'm gonna get rich. True or false? Because everything is about herd mentality. What are the average people doing? If you know some average ass people, what do they do all the time? What do they buy all the time? What are they drinking all the time? Where are they at all the time? Invest in those things. That's a simple mentality. Everybody on their phone, invest in phones. The new phone is out and it's got this feature and got that function, then invest in chip companies that make the chips, that make the phones valuable. There's many ways to think about this and jump in on some type of investment. It really is. And I think in this episode, I'll leave one link to one of my, to my Robinhood trading account to where you can get free stock if you sign up. Because I don't like to be one of those people who say, oh, sign up for this. And you get the free this and that. And just tell them I sent you. Like, look, I'm not doing that. But to really help somebody out that's listening in this episode only, I'm going to leave in the description a link to Robinhood to when you sign up, you will get free stock. 
I've done it with multiple people, my friends and family. <laughs> hey, I don't care if they don't trade anymore. I got free stock for getting them in there. They got free stock too. If they don't keep up with it, I don't know what to tell you. It's free money. You get a free stock and you add to it, you add to your position, let that thing sit. You got to be crazy not to want free money. So anyway, I'll leave that in this episode. It's the only time I'm doing it because I don't work for them. They don't pay me. Matter of fact, I have enough issues with Robinhood sometimes. So, But they are good, man. They are a good place to make your trades. Um, you know, I'll say that so I don't seem like I'm being negative on them, right? Uh, they're a good place to facilitate your trades. They don't charge you for broker fees. So that's why I use them anyway. So, um, yeah, find out where you know things. Look into the market. Learn how to learn. Uh, the best teacher is experience, right? You got to lose to win. Time is the greatest teacher. So with the market, you're, you're going to lose money. <laughs> you're definitely going to lose money. Even when you feel like you're doing it right, you're going to lose money. You're also going to make money. You're going to learn the difference between when you lost money and when you made money. This will start your journey as a trader. Okay? Ain't no just win, win, win. You can come in and get lucky, of course. But luck ain't going to take you all the way through this thing. You know, luck can only get you so far. So um, let's see. Realize that this is based on instant ownership, right? So when you invest in something, this is instant ownership in these companies. You become a partial owner of Walmart or uh, McDonald's or Visa. You know, when you start thinking about, like I said, back to school shopping, all the holiday stuff coming up, people charging things online, using what? Visa, using all these pay services, using PayPal. Hey, this is not financial advice, but be smart. Come on, guys. You got half a year where people are making online purchases, Cyber Monday, this and that. Where are they going to be shopping at, guys? Just think about it. This is not financial advice. I got to keep saying that. But my three cents, Amazon, Target, Walmart, Visa, PayPal. I could probably go on, but I don't want to get in trouble. Somebody say I'm giving advice. <laughs> so, uh, so go with the majority mindset, man, because they call y'all sheeple if you're a part of the majority right herd immunity type of stuff um i've said all this before don't be a sheeple go from sheeple to owner uh me and my brother talk about this all the time go from consumer to prosumer right <laughs> let's see um let me see if i got anything that i missed that i want to say here about this investing i'll run through a few terms also um, I would just say keep your ears to the streets, which as far as just watch what the average people are talking about on social media. What's the new buzz? What's the new craze? What's coming up that everybody's excited about? Um, whether it's a new Netflix movie or whatever it is, you can invest in Netflix, right? You can invest in all this stuff. You know, Disney got new ride. Invest in them, right? So I'm just telling you, it's that is literally that simple. Okay, um, so let me run through a few terms real quick and then we're going to end this episode. Let's decode a few terms. Stock. What is stock, right? So let's start simple. What is stock? Stock is, um, let's say, broken down into what we call shares, right? Stock is an is a vested interest in something. You, you invested your money and you got something in exchange. It's called stock. Those are normally in the form of shares, which are pieces of the company. Let's keep it simple. All right. Dividends. I'm going to say all these little buzzwords that I know you heard before, but don't probably understand. Dividends. What are dividends? People are always saying, oh, I'm getting paid dividends. I'm paying dividends. Okay. Dividends are when you invest in a company <clears throat> every once in a while when a company makes profit or, or makes abundant 
uh, money over what they expected. A lot of times they'll pay what's called dividends. Dividends are little payments to the investors. So look, I own 100 shares of your company, but on top of that, every once in a while, you're sending me money. That's cool. And it's because you value me as an investor. So a lot of people will tell you that in the market, a very easy passive way to make money, especially if you have a lot of money sitting somewhere and you're not using it, is to put that money in on a stock that pays dividends, right? So you can find great big stocks that pay nice dividends. You can look up the stocks, who pays the most dividends, right? You can do all this. And you can include this in your research of who you put your money on. So that's what dividends are in a nutshell. Uh, let's talk about portfolio. Portfolio is just the group of stocks that you own. So when people say I have a portfolio, that means that they have a, a sector here separated and within that folder, let's call a portfolio like a folder. You open that folder and you can see all the stocks that they own. That is their collective portfolio, right? So when people are saying you gotta have a diversified portfolio, what does that mean? That means don't just have things from one sector in your portfolio. What are sectors? Sectors are the different parts of the market that group off the stocks, right? So you can have the energy sector. You have stocks like CEI and different energy plays, right? You can have the precious metal sector where you'll have USAS or different things. That's a gold stock. Um, for the country, right? That's a gold stock that they use, a mining stock. So these different sectors could be the tech sector where you might have your Amazon, your Microsoft, right? So these sectors, you want to be diversified because you can have a sector that's down. And if you, if all the stocks you own are in one sector, then all your stocks are down. Your portfolio is down as a collective. Okay. So that's what it means to have diversified portfolio, okay? Get things from different areas, different sectors, different flavors normally make the best dish when you know how to get them right and uh, you get that perfect finished product, right? So think of that perfect finished product as a really balanced portfolio. Uh, let's see, options. I don't want to get too deep in that. Options are um, the option to purchase or sell 100 shares of a company but um, you don't have to purchase all of the shares up front. You can purchase the option to purchase the shares. That gets a little complicated if you're new. So that's what I do. I create options and I purchase and use options to make money on stocks because it's a faster way to make a higher multiple um, and purchasing the shares is a slower way to make money sometimes, but it's also more geared toward a long-term approach of investment is to just purchase the shares outright and uh, as we talk more about this kind of stuff I'll start showing you how to pick levels I'll tell you how to you know think about that how to enter a stock how to average in average up or, or down you know either way so um, options come in the form of calls or puts a call means that you think that the stock is going to go up in the future a put means you think that the stock is going to go down in the future so options calls and puts if someone trades options they're either trading calls or puts okay so that's real simple um assets we know assets are physical assets right there's different types of assets right a physical asset say you bought um let's see something that appreciates like a diamond um it appreciates it could gain value over time or let's say gold um, that's an asset. That's a physical asset, right? It appreciates over time. That's an asset. An asset can appreciate 
or depreciate, right? But it has the ability to do those two things, so that's what makes it an asset, okay? So again, there's all different types of assets, but I just gave you an example of a physical asset, which could be a gold bar that you purchase. So fiat, what is fiat? Fiat is a form of currency. It is the paper form of currency, right? So um, when you're talking about trading fiat or people say fiat, they're talking about the paper um, hand-to-hand form of currency of a country or place, okay? That's being used. Leverage. <clears throat> we talk about markets, talking about leverage, then that's pretty self-explanatory. You can't make some trades without leverage, especially if you're doing what they call margin investing. It's when they allow you to use money you don't have leveraged against your good standing, right? So there's different types of leverages you can use when you're investing. So leverage is key when it comes to investing. I don't like to use leverage. I don't margin trade. I don't want to borrow somebody else's money to trade. I rather just purchase what I can, what I have. Um, And that also forces you to be a little more strategic and also forces you to uh, uh, be a little more of a good steward about the money because it's your money and <laughs> you need it now, right? So fiat, leverage, uh, let's see, averaging in, average cost. Let's just put that into one thing real quick. The average cost, say there's a stock that's $98 and it goes between $90 and $100. It does that within like two weeks. That's its cycle, right? We've recognized that. This is an example, okay? So, you know, you might jump in that stock. When you bought it on Tuesday, it might have been $94. And on Wednesday, it might have been $90. But here's the thing. Your average cost, right? Your average in is 93 or 94, whatever I said, um, dollars. It's where you came in on that stock at. Now, there's a thing called averaging down. So if you came in and you bought the stock at 94 and the stock plummeted down to $90, well, guess what you can do? You could actually buy more of the stock and then bring your average end cost down to meet where the stock is now, depending on the percent that you add to the stock and how much you already own. There's a ratio um, balance into play with that. So there's all kinds of ways to play with the averages, so you never really lose with a stock until you sell it. And I always tell people, you know, Uh, sell when it's green buy when it's red Um, never sell when it's red never buy when it's green necessarily because you're chasing something and you probably got FOMO Um, and when you're selling in the red you're giving up and maybe you don't understand how that stock works and maybe you think you lost already so you're going to sell what what you got left and remember when a stock goes down you don't lose shares you lose value so if you bought 10 shares you still own 10 shares at a lower value So just because it's down doesn't mean you lost yet. But if you sell those shares at a lower value, you definitely lost money. But if you wait and you ride that cycle back around until those shares come back up, then you can regain your money and even make profit before you exit that position. So that's just a really simple example of averaging down and why you can wait sometimes when you average down and then make your money on the upswing, right? So scalping, I'm not going to, okay, scalping, you might have heard the term, so I'll cover it. Scalping is just when those are the type of traders that normally bet on a stock going down, right? So when it goes up, they're looking to scalp it, okay? So when you see abnormal upruns a lot of times, you can almost predict with 100% certainty that it will have to retrace at some point. So that little bit of down that it has to take, because that's just the nature of anything, it can't continue to go up. 
Um, some people love that. So they focus on that part of the market and they scalp. So they scalp every day. Those are called scalpers. You got swing traders, day traders, scalpers, uh, people that trade long term. Um, so, you, you know, you got all kind of stuff that's going on in these markets. So you, the type of trader you are will develop itself. You don't have to say, I'm going to be a day trader. Or I'm going to be a swing trader. Trust me, the strategy that works best for you will become your strategy. So it's not something you choose up front. It's kind of something you grow into. So scalping, um, I already told you what bull and bear is. Bull means the markets are positioned and poised to go up. Uh, a bearish market means it's poised to go down, right? Um, which, again, you know, when a, when, a, when a stock goes up, that means it's being bought. But that's not always a great thing at the time because something can become overbought, which, ha which causes it to have to be sold for a while until it's in a great position to be bought again. So that's one way of explaining why stocks go up and down. They become overbought and they become oversold. These are things you'll learn, okay? This is all inclusive in when you start to really learn about these stock markets, you'll know all this stuff. And then there's another term, last term I'll touch on is retail investor, because I'm sure you hear that a lot with the TV, um, with YouTube and different things when they're talking about GME, uh, which is GameStop, or if they're talking about AMC, which is the movie theaters, um, a lot of times you'll hear them referencing retail investors. So just know, retail investors is you. They're talking about you, the regular investor at home trying to make sense of the market and just trying to make some money. So whenever they're talking down on the retail investor, they're talking code to be talking about you, okay? The person that's putting their work money toward investment is what they really don't want you to do because remember, you know, they're gonna tax you to the max. They want that money back from your work money, from your from your toil, from your earned wages. And then, you know, they don't want you investing it. So they want you, the regular person watching the news, to feel like the stock market is very bearish and scary and that your money's gonna get zapped away. But remember what I told you, even when a market is bearish, what option can you purchase? This is a quiz, I'll give you two seconds. <laughs> what option can you purchase when the market is bearish? Is it a call option or a put option? It's a put option. So you can still make money on the markets either way if it's going up or down. So don't believe the hype, don't buy the news, you know, buy the rumor, sell the news. That's another market phrase, right? So <clears throat> that means act on things early when you when you first hear about it. Take the chance because it's all a gamble, but it's really understanding the parameters of the gamble, okay? You gotta know how it works. You buy a scratch off, you know that you at least have a chance when you scratch that you have to scratch to reveal the outcome so you do have a role to play and everything has that component, right, of giving you a position of a deemed role to play in that thing. So in this market, you are the thing that makes the market move as average. And once you come up out of your averageness, we'll say, right, and become above average, because now you're investing in the things you are consuming. You're becoming a prosumer, a, a, a provester, right, whatever you want to make up and say. I really like prosumer though, you know, um, but you know, you're able to transform what you got going on into, into a type of investment that can help change and alter your lifestyle. So that's what it's all about, man. Investing is about that dream or just that, um, let's say that yearning to want to have a different lifestyle and anybody can have it. Anybody can invest and anybody can learn and anybody can make money. Okay. Anybody can make money on the stock market. Anybody. So, um, 
this has been another episode of my three cents i just want to get on here and talk about it's basically a follow-up to one of the last episodes you know um about becoming the value and i just want to say something about investing on a very simple level i hope this was not complicated at all i hope that um that i made this stuff very clear <clears throat> and if you didn't get it man listen to the episode again look up the terms you will understand what i'm telling you and like I said, this one time, I'm going to leave the link in, in the description of this episode for my Robinhood account to where people can um, connect to it and then get free stock just by setting up your account. You didn't have to put any money in. All you had to do was set up your account 100% and you get free stock, which is free money. So I'll do that just this once to give you guys an opportunity and also show you how real I am about this investing. I don't play around and I do do what I say I'm doing. So thank you guys for coming back, listening to me. This has been another episode of My Three Cents. I hope you got something from it. And if you did get something from it, give it to somebody, share it, pass it along, whatever you want to do. I appreciate it. And uh, until next time, man, this has been My Three Cents, right? Get out there and get that money, man. Educate yourself. Wholeness, gratitude, abundance, man overflowing cup i wish you all an overflowing cup all right so until next time wholeness and gratitude